And I'm Alicia. Welcome to another episode of Tea Over Interiors. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We can't wait to get into this topic that we're going to discuss today. Yeah, very exciting. I'm ready. I'm ready. So let's tell them a little bit about what we're going to talk about. So we are going to talk about, we're winging it today. We wanted to go back to the way things used to be where we didn't write everything down. We're just gonna be flowing off the top of our head. So hang on, it's gonna be a bumpy ride. <laughs> I guess that's okay. Just be natural with it. We're gonna be talking about curating your home. Curating, okay, what you talking about? What you talking about, D? Curating, don't be using all kind of fancy words. Oh, our listeners are fancy though. I see y'all. You know what curating means. They are curators of beautiful things. So curating, we'll get into what that is, but quickly we're going to talk about curating your beautiful things and paring them down so that you can create a greater impact in your home. Okay. But before we get to that, Alicia, I need to know, girl, what you sipping on? Black cherry berry tea, herbal tea, caffeine free, loving all the little, I don't even know what berries, but I taste them all. Cherry, blueberries. So I am sipping on strawberry lemonade. I made a picture of it and it is iced tea. It's not cold yet though. So drinking it hot and it is very delicious. So it's time for D's Randomness. What you got for us today, girl? Okay. So nice of you to ask. So on today's episode of D's Randomness, we are talking about Elizabeth Jennings Graham. She was an African-American teacher and civil rights figure. So before Rosa Parks decided that she was not going to get up from her seat, there was Elizabeth Jennings Graham. In 1854, Graham insisted on her right to ride on an available New York City streetcar at a time when all such companies were private and most operated segregated cars. She challenged segregation on public transportation. In 1854, she won a lawsuit against New York's Third Avenue Railway Company for ejecting her from a streetcar because she was African-American. The case led to the eventual desegregation of all New York City transit systems by 1865. She is known as the Rosa Parks of the 19th century. But wait a second, she came before Rosa Parks. So shouldn't Rosa Parks be called the Elizabeth Jennings Graham of? Okay, whatever. She stood up, she sued New York City and she won And if you live in New York City, then you would know that there's a street sign named after her on Park Row in Manhattan. It's called Elizabeth Jennings Place. Cool, right? Where do you get this stuff? You just get the best stuff. Instagram? I looked it up because I wanted to know more information. And the information that I just read to you came from educatorsusa.org, which is Educators of America. So, Alicia... You ready for today's topic? Let's have it, because I have a lot to say. We were discussing how things in your home can become either over-accessorized or sometimes you can end up with too many things in one place. So, for example, you may have a linen closet 
that you can't close because it's stuffed with towels and hand towels and soaps and tennis rackets and bowling balls. Things that don't belong in there, but you don't really have any other place to put this stuff. So the doors actually don't close. We were talking about that. We were, and I love it. But we can talk about having more stuff than a home can handle. So here's my thing that I want people to think about. This is like my number one tip when I talk to people about tearing down accessories and items in their homes so that they have a more curated, intentional look. And curated just means think of yourself as a museum curator. They go all around the world and all these different places and people bring them things, but they don't accept everything. They only accept the best, the most interesting and the most beautiful. Well, it's not always beautiful, but it is interesting and it's something that's noteworthy. So when we take that concept of a museum curator and we place that hat in our own homes, when we look around, we want to make sure that everything that's there is intentional and it adds to the space. Not something that we're like, I really hate that vase is chipped. I don't know why I still have that thing. Or that cake plate is just, why do I have it now? Do I use it? Well, why do you think people hold on to stuff that they, okay, that's chipped? I think here's a couple things that has to happen. When you notice something needs to be repaired, the best way for it to not slip your mind, because a lot of times these things slip people's minds. They may notice something, so they're cooking. They observe something in their kitchen that's not quite right, but they're cooking. So they're busy with that activity. So they're like, I'll get to it later. What you really need to do is take a quick second, put a reminder in your phone to get back to it later, or if you can, do it at that moment. So if that vase is chipped and you never really liked it that much anyway, chuck it. But if you do like it and you're like, oh, my favorite vase is chipped, then take action immediately. You can go to Michael's, you can go to different craft stores, and you can get things that will fill that crack for your vase and you can repair it if you want to play repair person. So you have to think about when things like that happen, how much time are you willing to invest in this piece? Would you ever pay full price for that piece again if you needed to replace it? Or are you okay with just letting it go? Was it nice enough? Was it beautiful enough? Was it worthy enough, useful enough to be in your museum, which is the curated home that you're trying to create? Well, you're going to get some pushback on the museum concept because people are not going to want to think of their homes as museums. Well, no, not, I didn't say think of your home as a museum. I said, think of the curator that only takes the best, most interesting and most useful stuff for the museum and says no to everything else. You have to have limits. Just because you go somewhere and they're giving out free things, if you don't need it, don't take it because you don't have a space at home and it's not that great anyway. Free doesn't equal beautiful. A lot of times these free things are generic items that you don't need that you don't want. So just leave them where they are. That's my thing. And also I would tell people, okay, so people are like, okay, fine, but I live in a small space. All the more reason why you should be more selective because your space is your limit, but you don't have to think about it as a bad thing. Just use it as your measuring stick. So basically, if you think about it this way, your house is a certain size. You can't change it. 
but you can gain square footage by not filling it with things that you don't need that are not beautiful and useful to you and make you feel happy when you see them. Right. in your house should make you feel like, oh, I can sing. I love these things. Like, I love you. I love you. I love you. But if you're walking around your house and you're like, I hate you. I hate you. I, hate I want you gone, but I don't know how to let you go. Then you need to give me a call and we need to work through these things because I can help you to release these things and keep the things that you love. As humans, we are attracted to beauty. You date somebody based on how they look. You make friends with people a lot of times based on how they look. It's not a thing people like to admit, but it's something that they think about subconsciously. God made this world very beautiful, whether you think so or not. We have beautiful green grass. Look at all the colors in nature. We have all these beautiful flowers. We have all these different things in nature. All geometric shapes come from nature. We love beauty. We like being in nature. So I say, Bring some of those things into your house, but not everything. Be very selective. Just like you're selective with the people in your life, be selective about the objects in your house. Guess what? Everybody has, maybe not you, more stuff than they know how to use in a year. But if you're thinking about tearing down and cleaning out your house like I am, what do you think is the biggest challenge for people? not wanting to move forward and doing that cleaning out. Do you think it's the fact that they don't want to throw stuff out? They don't know where the stuff is going? They don't want to take the time or they don't even know where to... You think people don't know what to do with the stuff or they don't want to spend the time that it's going to take to go through stuff because, number one, it's going to bring up old memories. Number two, they're going to reminisce and they're not going to get through it. They're going to spend hours looking through something, a closet, a shed, the basement, the attic. They're going to spend all these hours and all they're going to be doing is going down memory lane. I can't. Can you hire somebody to do that? Okay. So to get to what you said, I think some of it has to do with it's overwhelming. It can feel like a daunting task. And some people are like myself. Okay. So let me not make people think I'm perfect. I actually suffer from perfectionism. And I know this because I sometimes can't make decisions and I have to push myself to do them because I'm like, well, the condition has to be like this, this, and this so that it's perfect. But there's no such thing as perfect. So I deal with that. What in your life have you not been able to do because you didn't feel like the conditions were perfect or they were right for you to go ahead and move forward? You're wondering, well, what's going to happen? I don't want to add to the landfill. Somebody might be able to use this. I might be able to use this one day. You come up with all these scenarios, but they're just excuses. And you have to recognize when you're starting to make excuses. But I understand that it could be overwhelming. Do not. I know a lot of people say do this. Let's say the place that you feel has too much is a closet. Don't take everything out the closet because yes you're going to be forced to look at all the waste that you've created and all the things that you should have parted with but for some people it may be too much and they may just walk away and be like well I can't do this I can't do this right now so I would suggest set a timer start in a small area that you can handle and tackle it for 20 minutes see how you feel after the 20 minutes, give yourself a five minute break and then start again. 
But if you feel like after the 20 minutes, you want to keep going, go ahead and keep going until you feel like you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish for that area. But do not move things around because sometimes we can do that too. Moving things around just to make a meter. Don't fall for that trap because your inner critic will tell you, you just move this around. Oh, you got a box upstairs. How about you just throw everything into that pretty box and it'll be neater. No, don't fall for that. What you need to do is actually take some action. And if you're going to start in a small corner of your closet, like maybe a shelf or something, I'm going to just do this part of this shelf right here. Make sure that whatever's in that section you decide to start on, you want to keep. Ask yourself, is it useful? Have I used it? Can someone else use this better than me? Because I, I don't actually use this. And you have to let go of the feeling that, well, such and such gave this to me. Because I know that used to be a thing I struggled with when I was much younger. Oh, this was given to me by such and such. And so it had sentimental value. And I was attaching my feelings for that person with the item. People give you gifts. I found this and I thought it would be great. And we give each other gifts out of love. But we don't want to burden each other with the gifts that we give each other. So give yourself permission to go ahead and let go of things that you really don't want that other people may have given you. And if you feel like, okay, I want to remember this item, but I really don't want to keep it, then snap a photo of it. But then by all means, please just let it go, especially if you're not going to use it. But if somebody else can use it because you've never used it, then maybe donate it to your local Goodwill or Salvation Army or somebody. But make sure you take action that day or at least mark it to take action the next day. But try not to procrastinate on it because that can happen too. And make sure you remove it from the space. It has to go into either a box or a bag that you're going to take to the Goodwill the next morning or whatever, or have them pick it up, whatever the case may be, however big the object is, I don't know. So that would be one of my recommendations for that feeling of overwhelm and like, oh, I just don't want to do it. Just get started. That's the best thing you can do. Even if you just throw one thing out. Some people say you have to go on a rampage and take everything out, but do what you feel you can start with. Because once you start, then your inner critic will be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Continue. I'll leave you alone. You know what I mean? I like that. Good advice. Yeah. I know I get overwhelmed easily with this stuff. It can be overwhelming sometimes, but what you have to do it and you'll feel better doing so. When you change things in your house, you're inviting different energies. Stale, stagnant energy gets to move around. And sometimes when you hold on to things that don't want to be in your possession, because things give off energy if you believe in energy and exchange of energy. And sometimes when it's not a match and you're not aligned with items, you are blocking your abundance. So sometimes just by removing a few things, it's like, what happened? It's kind of like I thought about it today. Today was a beautiful day. And I thought about how much lighter I felt because I'm just wearing a jean jacket and this long sleeve. And I was like, it feels so light. But that's how it also feels when you start to curate the objects in your house that only you love. For example, when we did your closet, Alicia, the next day you reported to me that it was so much easier for you to get dressed and how yeah. light you felt because everything in your closet you loved and it was so easy to pick outfits out. Yep. So just think about, think about your end goal 
we talk a lot about goals in this show. Maybe your end goal is like, I just want less stuff in my closet space because I want to be able to access everything without moving other things around. That's a nice goal to have. No goal is too big and no goal is too small, but just start somewhere and get that curating going. Okay, I love it. That's good, really good advice, B. Know that it's not an easy process. It's not something that people find too easy to do. They don't. They find it to be burdensome. If you do feel like that, if you have a friend or a family member that likes to help you, then they're not going to be judgmental. You need somebody to be that ear to be like, you said you wanted this just to remind you of what you want. It can change you. Like some people, when they have too much stuff, they become embarrassed about having people over. So yeah. Stops them from hosting that Thanksgiving dinner that they used to host 20 years ago. Your house is the place to be. Now we can't even come over and visit you because you're busy or whatever the case may be because you can't walk around or you just feel like your house is not beautiful anymore. You feel like the objects you have are just like, Meh. but people don't really care when they come to your house. They just want your house to be kind of clean on the surface doesn't look everything's crawling around and stuff and but they really just want to spend time with you they don't love the stuff you have now these are people that really love you i'm not talking about users that you may have in your life that's a whole nother decluttering situation but when people love you they love you and they want to see you happy don't be afraid to ask for help what's going to happen is the person's going to come over and they're going to say hey did you have five gingers one of them is expired or two of oh them. My God. Because you don't want to organize for the stuff you already have. You want to organize for the stuff you're going to keep. So let that cabinet be your limit. Don't go over it. If it doesn't fit in the cabinet, then it can't stay in the cabinet. If it doesn't allow you to see all your other beautiful spices, then it can't stay in that cabinet. I know it feels wasteful, but it was wasteful when you bought too many and you forgot that you had it. So let that be a lesson to you that you will keep a notepad somewhere when you run out of something. And when you go to the store, you're gonna be intentional to know exactly what you want and not aimlessly wander around and start thinking to yourself, do I have ginger at home? Well, did you put it on your list? Stop picking up extra things. <laughs> Let's stay focused here, people, so. I think that's really good. I think that's good stuff you've offered up for advice. And I'm sure that someone will be helped by that. Yes, if it is very helpful, let me know. Send us an email. Uh, hello at tealverinteriors.com or if you need some help curating your own home i'm always available for that i'm setting up a one-to-one -one consultation that will last for a few weeks that i help you shift your mindset around the need to have so many objects i'd love to hear from you so alicia any parting word Nope. I think as usual, you've dropped some pearls of wisdom, given us something to think about, and actually have given us some tools and strategies for executing. Well, thank you. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Interiors is brought to you by Truesdale Morrison Staging and Design. Follow us on Instagram at Truesdale Morrison Design as well as on Facebook. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and be sure to follow us on Spotify as well as give us a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can grow. 
we'll see you next week. Nice job, ladies. Carry on.